That's the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. That's right. It's the weekend. Gamers Cafe. New episode. It's all good, but I'm your host, Brett Dicer, so let's get on. What's going on in the gaming news? So, uh, Blizzard has announced BlizzCon 2017, and this tickets go on sale in April, but it's not until November. So you have a lot of time to try to... Well, you don't have that much time. You have about a little less than a month to scrounge up money to afford to get to this place, because it's not cheap. None of their conferences, or one conference, I should say, is cheap. It is probably one of the biggest conferences, the most... Um, one of the biggest conferences in gaming, but what one of the well-known conferences. It's always held in the Anaheim Convention Center because Blizzard is in Irvine, California. So that should be interesting uh, to see how fast those tickets go because they usually go in minutes and they aren't cheap. Once again, they are very, very not cheap. So it should be interesting um, when April uh, 5th uh, goes, you know, goes tickets will be on sale. You can either buy it to actually go, or you can buy it to see it live, or you can always wish you can go, because that's how it's always going to be. Alright, so there is a uh, developer called Night Dev Studios that is making a remake of System Shock. There is also another de developer called Other Side Entertainment that is making a new System Shock called System Shock 3. Not to be confused with the remake from the other one. This one is a completely new one. And it is now um, going to be published by Starbreeze, who is the publisher of uh, Payday as well. So, get out of the way. Uh, looks interesting. We don't really know much about what's going on with that. But hey, System Shock 3 is going to be, uh, going to be coming out. You know, after years and years of... The second one being out, they finally have decided to do it. Uh, so, the, so the company gets about uh, 12 million to get the project uh, going and you know to actually make it. And then Starbreeze stands to recoup 120% of its investment, including marketing costs. And also, um, other side at least retains the full retail rights of uh, System Shock 3. But Starbreeze is entailed to 50% of the sales revenues once in, it, its investments is returned so other side doesn't make any money until their investments are returned back which is kind of terrible because it's hundred twenty percent so they make absolutely nothing nothing from this they already get their money but they make nothing zip zilch zero nada let's just hope it's actually a good game because this is a very big financial risk for the developer and I'm pretty sure the publisher as well but We'll see if this actually will be any good because, like I said before, there is absolutely no details on this whatsoever. None. None. There's nothing. But I'll let you know if I actually know anything else. Alright, are you a person that plays League of Legends, or LOL, as it's usually called? Well, there used to be this honor system which allowed people to, you know, give honor points to people that played well, played, uh, was a good team player and all the other stuff and it was great in the beginning but that was in 2012 when it was revealed they have decided that you know what maybe it needs a little bit of a change so they are rebuilding the honor system to be a little bit more 
better at honoring people for doing good plays, being a good team player, all that other fun stuff you need to do to be on part of a team. But usually players will complain at you anyways because that's the naming that's the nature of competitive gaming, no matter if you're playing competitively or not. People will just get mad because they think you're not doing it even though you actually are. Or they run too far ahead where it's like, I can't heal you because you're so far ahead that I can't even see you. Sorry, it's not my fault. But yeah, that's where it stands right now. Riot was not happy with it, so we shall see if they will change it for the better or for not. Depends. Alright, now this is going to get my nostalgia running, but... Full Throttle Remastered is coming out next month, April 18th. So, uh, a month and a day. Or a month, if it's Saturday. Uh, but it is finally coming out. It is being remastered in beautiful artwork that will be able to play on modern machines. But you can also play the classic 1995 version as well. This, If you don't know, this was one of the games in the heyday of LucasArts in the adventure game genre. They're not as popular as they used to be, but there were games like Full Throttle, Cinemax, Day of the Tentacle, uh, and I'll put the Indiana Jones in there, even though they were kind of made a little bit before this, but all those. Uh, you got King's Quest as well, that's from the Sierra line. Um, all those other great games, Space Quest as well, all those great games were made in the 90s, and they were awesome. They were hard. Oh, Monkey Island 2, can't forget about that one. Uh, but they were hard, but they were awesome, and you rarely had any clues, except for the, the main guy always telling you, I can't do it with that thing, that doesn't work, and that's only hints that you ever had, so it should be interesting to see what that's going to be all about. Now, I want to talk about this, but I did download or install the Twitch desktop app, which is formerly the curse. Uh, messaging system. Now, if you didn't know, Curse was bought by Twitch, I think two years ago, maybe a year, year or two ago, and Twitch announced at PAX East that they were going to be basically revamping Curse to be Twitch desktop app. So it finds is out, and it looks very Twitch-y, but it, I mean, if you've used Curse, you kind of figure out how to use this one. It's not that much different, it's just purple instead of black and orange instead but uh, for right now it's 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 pretty useful it's pretty handy um, like I said it, there, there really isn't anything different from it than well using curse but uh, we'll see what other uh, what other stuff that actually are gonna implement with this because like I said mind you this is basically curse just updated to be twitch because as I said as always, when companies buy out each other, they usually bring in the fold and uh, repurpose the names and change the branding and all that other stuff. So it should be interesting to see what this is going to be about and if it actually will be better than Curse or the same. If you use Curse, well, this is, it's going to change. If you don't, well, you know, you don't really have to. You got Discord. Discord is also great as well. Love it. Uh, but yeah, but that, that's that's what that's about. All right. So for Honor, the game that it's all right. It's not. It's not bad. It's okay. Well, there, uh, Ubisoft has decided. You know what? We're gonna drop the ban hammer on fifteen hundred players for AFK farming. You don't know that's away from keyboard, but this is a exploit to have players get rewarded 
for not playing the game, but still get experience points for just doing absolutely nothing. Now, Ubisoft has said, look it, we have rules, these are against the rules, if you do this, we are going to ban you. They've already sent out some notices to people, and they've already banned some people. So if you're one of those people, I recommend you stop, or you could be caught and basically be banned. If you want to, I mean, that's totally up to you. You can be whatever you want. I am never in favor of this type of um, way of gaming. I think it's just a really cheap way of doing it. If you're going to play the game, play the game. Just don't be like, I'm on the game, and now I'm just going to do something else. And I'm going to get experience points. Yay! That's just dumb. Just play the game. Do what you're supposed to do. Play the game. If you can't play the game, then just don't play it when you're free. That's that's how I see it, at least. I may, may not. All right, Kingston is going to be releasing a new HyperX uh, headset. It's called the HyperX Cloud Revolver S headset. That's right. It's its new uh, headlining headset. Uh, so I have the HyperX Cloud, which is still a really great one. Really lightweight, love wearing it. I actually use it for recording my podcast because it's that lightweight and that good. It's really good. But this one is even better uh, than the one I have uh, because, well, first of all, it's like 150 bucks, so it better be better. Uh, it also has a uh, USB audio control box, which mine doesn't have. Um, it has integrated DSP sound card as well. Um, it also uses the Dolby sound to, you know, Get that high de high definition sound in your ears because that's what you all all want to do. Uh, now I have n I'm, I have nothing against HyperX. I think they make great headphones in general. I do think it's interesting for the branding purposes that Kings is going with HyperX on all their gaming line now because they know that the HyperX is well known at least for the headphones. Uh, so they're going to try to do that with that. So it should be interesting to see if. People will actually buy this if this will actually be reviewed well as well. Um, but uh, but everything is looking great. It also has, mind you, bi-directional microphone with noise-canceling technology. That means that you can say things without other background noises, which is always good. Because if you're streaming, you don't want background noise to go into your microphone because that's just awful. It's terrible. It sucks. You have to like adjust levels, make sure that you're not you're louder than the other. And it just ah, always every time. <laughs> but um, but anyways, moving on to Overwatch. So, uh, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch, had an AMA a couple of days ago, and he talked about a bunch of different things. What he also talked about was some um, updates. So, um, Lucio's going to be re uh, retuned. Uh, he did say that everybody thinks he's a must-play, but he says he's not really impactful, so they're trying to find ways to make him more impactful in the game. He also talked about Winston, which is one of my favorite characters I like to play, being not very, not picked very much. So, they're going to try to retool him, so he was going to be picked a little bit more. Now, if you know how to play Winston, he can be a very versatile character. He can get rid of uh, Tracer and uh, Genji pretty quickly, uh... I've been known to do that. He's also really good against uh, Symmetra's turrets uh, because once you do that, the electricity goes and it takes the turrets out really quickly. So there's an advantage on that one. Also, he can push, if you're on attack, he can jump over everybody and push to the control point, which has make people readjust to where they need to go for that as well. So there's several different things that he can actually do for strategy-wise. It's just the pros probably just don't play him because... Um, there's other ones like Reinhardt, um, 
Zarya, uh, what was it, uh, Reaper, and all those other ones are probably more more picked than anything else. But mm, it is what it is. I still think Winston is a viable character. It's just you got to know how to play him properly and play him well. Jump in, harass, jump out if you can. Uh, sometimes you can't, or jump in, put your shield down, jump out. Or if you're in a group team and you're being attacked, just put your shield down anyways and help your team uh, get those kills. Uh, but that's really what it is. I've seen time and time again that people don't know how to play against Winston very well because he's not played very well either. So there is that. So um, we'll, we'll see. Also, for Overwatch, they're going to be changing the draw uh, feature, which is a lot of times you, you'll have a draw. Um, in the Capture the Flag uh, games, they said that they're fixing a way of making draws a lot less because some people just don't like to have draws. I don't really know. I, I think it's fine. I think it's like an interesting way of like draw. It's like, oh, we were both evenly matched teams. So, you know what? Good game for uh, defending or attacking or not getting... Now, flags are getting the same amount of flags. It doesn't really matter. It was just a really good game uh, against two well-balanced well teams. That sometimes happens, but people don't like it. They want to win or lose mostly win but sometimes lose because you have to have a winner you have to have a loser to have a winner but that's what it is right now so it should be interesting to see what they have in store and when it's going to hit the ptr when it does uh will i play it eh, i'll try to play it I'm a little bit more busier than to play on my actual account i play on another account but i don't play on my account as much anymore it is what it is all right are you still playing fallout 4 and do you hate Having to micromanage your settlements all the time. I know I did. I was just like, here, here's a house. Here's a, are you guys good? Can I go and do my questing now? Because seriously, I don't have time for your little shenanigans. Uh, well, with this mod called Sim Settlements, it allows you to uh, put zones on different sections of the land when you conquer it. And then, well, they'll, they'll do it by themselves without you having to micromanage them. Now that's awesome, because I don't like to micromanage, really. I'm like, just get it done. Let me do my thing and get it done. Do I? Do you need to tell me every single little thing you're going to do? We're going to go, oh, we need this, and be like, ah, just do it yourself. Uh, but, yeah, I think this is a great mod. I think they, I think uh, Bethesda should have actually had something like this when the game came out. But, hey, it's better late than never. Thank you, modders, for doing this because you guys are awesome when you make these mods that uh, basically uh, tie up loose ends that Bethesda kind of forgot to do or didn't think of or didn't have enough time to do. Now, it's interesting because this mod is uh, really good, really robust in its options. It also has, it also going to have no two houses that are going to be the same. Also, different clutter for different houses as well. So it's going to be a little bit more dynamic like that, and that's actually really cool. So if you want to check it out, just check it out. It's called Sim Settlements. You can probably find it, find it on the Nexus mod because that's where you go for all those mods. Nexus mod is awesome. All right, so if you got the new Ryzen or Cappy Lake um, and you have Windows 7 or 8.1, well, you're not going to get the updates. Uh, yeah, Microsoft has said, you know what? Y'all need to update to Windows 10. I don't know why you haven't updated to Windows 10. I'm just not me saying it. I don't really care what you do. Be aware that if you do have those, they are going to be discontinued or not supported anymore. So, it looks like people have found out that they cannot do it. AMD has already come out and said that uh, their new Ryzen processors will not support 7 and 8.1. Uh, 
Now, I know you guys are, some of you might be upset about this because you love Windows 7, or you may or may not like, you may or may not really care about 8.1, but it's still better than 10 in your mind. Well, I'm sorry, just upgrade, find a way to upgrade, pay for it, whatever you need to do, but you're going to have to upgrade if you're going to be using the newest processors coming out. That's just the nature of technology, it does suck, it's not fun, but it is what it is. You have to deal with it. It's just it's just plain and simple. You just have to deal with it. I know Microsoft has done some shady things. And I'm not all in favor of their stuff. Do I think Windows 10 is a terrible operating system? No. I it it kind of did a really good job of balancing between seven and eight on eight point one specifically. Um, is a privacy concern always? But you're on social media. Well, you, you don't have privacy. Or if you just Google search without using uh, just Google search in general. You don't have privacy. If you use DuckDuckGo, that's another thing. But if you do any of that stuff where you are tracked, you really don't have privacy. So this whole thing that this fight against Microsoft because they're taking your privacy when Facebook, um, Twitter, Google, all these other sites are siphoning your own data anyways is kind of... It's like picking and choosing your own battle and being like, really, you're not really thinking about this in the right way. But anyways, that's what it is. You can love it. You can hate it. You can rage against it. Whatever you want to do. All right, moving on to Smite. So Smite is a pretty popular Moab game that's a little bit different. It's more third-person uh, Moab and more of a third-person shooter in some ways. Uh, but they, were having, they had a crossover called Smite Rivals, which was supposed to be more... Of Clash uh, Clash Royale meets uh, Smite in a way. Well, after several months of development, they decided maybe we're gonna not gonna do this one. So it's been suspended until further notice. So if you were really excited for this, well, just go back to Smite and play that or Smite Rivals if you really want to do the free to play option. Those are ones doing it now. High Res ha does have a really bad reputation of not really supporting their games very well, a la Global Agenda, a la. Tribe Descend was pretty much left out to... It was just left out. It was just like, oh, we're doing this. All right, we're going to do this now. So this is not getting more development. It's kind of like, dude, we what? We love Tribes. Why, why did you do this to us? But yeah, I mean, that's high res for you. Is Smite getting a lot of attention? Not as much as Paladins is now, because Paladins is their new baby that is very similar to Overwatch in general. Even though they say it's not, it basically, it's pretty close to it. Not gonna lie. The only one that was actually originally different from those games was, um, it was from, it's from Gearbox. Why can I not think of the game right now? Uh, it's a Gearbox game. It came out, like, the same time as, um, as, uh, as Overwatch. It was, like, literally, like, the week before Overwatch. Lame. Lame, I can't think about it. I really cannot think about it for the life of me, and it's really bugging me. Why can I not think of that one? Oh well, I can't think about it. I'm sorry. It, it was. It's. It's a really bad brain fart, but it is. <laughs> it is a brain fart, to say the least. It's a. It's a pretty terrible brain fart, to be honest with you. I cannot think about it. I've been looking through that. I, I, eh, Battleborn. That's what it was called. 
That was the only more original one of it, but it never it never really took off because of Overwatch. All right, Cliffy B or Cliffy Bazinski, who used to be part of um, Epic Games, who made Unreal, who made Gears of War, has some uh, interesting hindsight or interesting um, impressions of Gears of War 4. He was like, yeah, Gears of War 4 is great. It's like Star Wars The Force Awakens, which was a terrible movie, by the way. And yes, I'm gonna, th that is my opinion. And yes, you can disagree with me, but it's still terrible. You can try to argue that. But yeah, he said that it was great, but they didn't really take a lot of uh, risks or chances with it. And I was like, mm, I, I, I can actually agree with that. Um, this is actually pretty pretty good. Um, now, what he's doing is that he has his own development studio, and they're making Lawbreakers, which I played the Alpha 4. It was all right. It was interesting. Um, but they are having a closed beta test soon, coming later this month. Um, so it should be interesting to see if it's actually changed. And they said it's changed quite a bit, but... Um, like I said, it should be interesting if it will actually do well or if it won't. Um, it could do really well or it could completely just not do well. Um, it still harkens to the first person shooters like Overwatch in some ways, not always, but with different characters have different abilities. That's kind of been the new trend for a lot of first person shooters. So we'll, we'll see. Also Quake Champions is kind of like that as well, but that's a little bit more old school in a way. Um, like I said, we'll see. I am open to Lawbreakers. I did not hate it. I did not like it. I just went, eh. Alright, here's the thing that I found. I thought this was really cool. So, on the Overwatch community in the subreddit, uh, there was somebody that was actually gaming on a really old computer. Uh, he had to, he had a game, a resolution of 800 by 600. That's what I used to game on when, <laughs> when I was younger. But he had this really good uh, play of the game where he almost like knocked out the whole team, which is actually pretty good. He used his alt, got most of the team with Reinhardt, mind you, uh, which is actually really good. Um, or he actually, I think he got team wipe on it. And so he was like, oh, look, look at my old potato uh, computer. Ha, ha, ha. It's running on potato. And then people decided to help him out with it and said, oh, I got this old stuff. You want this? You want this? And he almost has gotten a whole computer out of it. So I was like, that's really cool. Congratulations, PC community, especially the Overwatch community. That's actually something that to aspire to, to help people out. Even people you barely know, uh, to be like, dude, you did a good job. We want to make sure that you can game a little bit better than, well, really low settings and 800 by 600 <laughs> resolution. But best of luck to him, and I hope he gets a better computer than what he has, and eventually he can game with the solid 30 frames per second, because he can't really do that well. Alright, so I played a little bit of uh, Battlefield 1's DLC, They Shall Not Pass. It's alright, I haven't played too much about it. Hopefully I'll play a little bit more this weekend. But, uh, DICE has said that it's changing its ammo resupply. So they already said that, and I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks, several weeks ago. I don't really remember exactly. Um, and saying that they're trying to drastically drop the grenade spam. And I'm all in favor of that. I think grenade spam is pretty awful. In Battlefield 1, I think people just throw these things like crazy. I mean, there was one time I was playing a game and there was like 15 grenades being thrown at once. I saw like, I saw a fire grenade, I saw gas grenades, I saw regular grenades, I saw tank grenades. I was just like, dude, I'm not even, I'm just going to wait here until you all just stop throwing grenades. Because I'm not going to die like this. But it was just one of those things where I'm just like, 
ah, I don't want to do this. I don't, I'm sick and tired of people just throwing it mindlessly. I do my best to throw it strategically because I want to use my grenades in the best possible way. I mean, sometimes I do throw it haphazardly, but a lot of times I do use it wisely, like Arden Forest, if there's someone on C uh, or trying to recap C or cap C, um, I'll try to go around or flank, throw uh, the fire grenade and try to get people out that way. That's that's kind of using it strategically. I'm trying to use it in a strategic way so people won't see it. Sometimes I'll use it, especially uh, flame grenades um, or incendiary grenades, um, to uh, kind of mask uh, where I'm at. Uh, so like Arden Forest once again on that bridge on C. If it's the beginning of the round, I'm there on C and trying to cap it. I will throw the grenade so people can't come through until we cap it. Usually it's a good deterrent, but sometimes it doesn't always work, so I'll just fire it, fire at you anyways. But hey, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But on the ammo 2.0, as they're saying, is that they're going to have different timers uh, for gadgets and for grenades, eventually gadgets, but specifically for grenades and ammo. Um, it's, it's quite a bit controversial. A lot of people I've seen when I played it on Tuesday were not happy about it, to say the least. They were extremely upset about it. Um, but this is a way for them to cut down that grenade spam and to, you know, have ammo boxes a little bit more um, used before than just killing yourself and coming back in. Because that's how a lot of people do it. Like, ah, I can't get a resupply. Okay, die. Go back in. That's usually how it's played. So I like where they're going with this. I think I like the idea of it, of having more team play, especially with the ammo uh, crates and having the ammo crates being dropped, and hopefully people that play support will drop them. That's another problem, is a lot of people don't drop their their crates, their ammo crates, where I have to, like, shut out, like, five times, and I'm like, fine, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to be a support, because I, and I do my best to actually drop every once in a while, especially where it stopped at a point. It's the best time to drop somewhere. It's relatively safe where people can resupply because that's usually the best way of doing it. So like I said, I like what they're doing with it. I think it's a great way of doing it. I hope people will just get used to it and understand um, this is a better way of doing it. Um, they did say that they had a, draw, a noticeable drop in grenade spam, which is great, and they will keep on refining it and retooling it. So don't think this is like the last-ditch effort or like the, oh, well, we did it, so we're not going to do it anymore. But yeah. I think this is a good idea. I think it's great because the grenade spam was getting annoying, especially the gas grenades. And everybody complains about it, and it's it's a complete good good reasoning for that. You should complain about that because it's awful. I've seen like eight grenades being thrown at a point. I was like, dude, we don't need eight gas grenades thrown at a point. I'm like, we don't need this many. And you do realize I have to put on my own mask because of you. It's your fault have a smoke grenade at least, at least that makes it harder to see. Gas grenades, just, someone just puts on the mask. I don't even forget to take off the mask because it's just so often that I do that. But yeah, I'm in favor of it. I think it's a good idea. I think using your explosive strategically is what's supposed to be intended. Using your tank grenades for, or anti-armor grenades for, lo and behold, armor. I know, right? That's weird. But yeah, that's what they're doing. You can love it. You can hate it. Well, I'm pretty sure some of you will hate it. But anyways, moving on to gaming deals for the week. So GOG has Mountain Blade, which is an awesome series, on sale. Everything's under 10 bucks. 
So it's a great time to figure it out before the new one comes out, which is Mountain Blade 2 War, uh, Baron Lord. So yes, check it out. See if you, in it, I mean, you got nothing to lose. I mean, you get set for a couple bucks. Also, Mass Effect Andromeda is coming out next week, and GOG is still having a sale 20% off. It Unfortunately, you don't get it the 21st, you get it the 23rd. But hey, I mean, you, you save 20%, so you don't have to pay full price for it. So there's a trade-off. Uh, Stellaris Galaxy Edition is over half off, so it's about it's a little over thirty dollars. It's a good game. Uh, Pillars of Eternity Royal Edition is sixty four percent off at thirty two dollars. Check it out. Just Cause Three is seventy nine percent off, under twenty bucks. So if you like to just mess around and blow up stuff, and it's to be honest, it's better than uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Just saying. Also, Middle Earth Shadows of Shadow of War. Is 20% off on Green Man Gaming, so that's coming out in August, so pick it up. And Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War 3 is 23% off, and it's coming out next month. So those are all the gaming deals, and that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, check back uh, during the week where I post uh, two or three episodes a week. I'm still trying to figure out the schedule because of a new job. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Also, uh, please uh, subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Also, uh, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Anchor Radio, Player.me, and so much more. Also, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon or Podbean, or you can decide to pick up a t-shirt or a coffee mug at the Little Coffee Podcast Store. It'd be great. All right, guys, have a good weekend, and see you next week. Later.